Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mondo Show. My name is Mondo and thank you for tuning in today. You don't want to miss today's program. I have a very special guest and we are going to talk about angels. Listen, I don't know anybody that has not had an experience with angels or an, an angelic experience. And I want to tell you something. So much is happening around the world. The confusion that is taking place, the pressure that we're seeing right now, it seems like we are living in Bible times. And if you don't believe in the Bible, if you don't believe in experiences that God talks about through his word, you know what? You may be in for a surprise. You and I were chosen for this very hour. You and I were chosen to be a part of everything that is taking place. The key is don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Be encouraged to know that the king is coming back. All the signs are around us in the news, in our culture, in our churches, in our pulpits, on television, on social media. Everything is screaming, the king is coming back. That's what we ought to be rejoicing about instead of being all depressed and discouraged. Listen, there are signs that God gives us. And what if those signs are coming in through angel experiences? I know I've had several ones in my lifetime and maybe I'll share them on today's program, but I want to encourage you because if you have had those experiences and you don't understand them, you came to the right place. My special guest today is going to give us an insight on her experience of heaven. Listen, that question has always been asked, is heaven for real? I think there was a book about that. Even a movie was made about, is heaven for real? I think it's for real. I know it's for real. The Bible tells me so. Every experience from Genesis all the way to Revelation, we hear and we read about the experiences of heaven. Listen, that's what you and I have to look forward to is heaven. I know here on earth things are rough. I know your story might, might have been rough, and I know maybe you got a rough start, but you know what? Our ending in heaven seems to be one of the greatest places that God has prepared for you and I. So stay tuned because today I have a very special guest. She's the executive pastor of a Florida church. Listen, I think she's in Jacksonville, Florida to be exact, but Destiny Church in Florida, and she's the founder and vice president of Dream Mentors. She's also a life coach with Patricia King's Women in Ministry Network, I want to tell you something. My special guest has appeared on Sid Roth. Oh, I love Sid Roth. What a great man of God. It's supernatural. She's also appeared on Today with Marilyn and Sarah. Also Patricia King's Everlasting Love Show, Paula White's Today Show, and Miracles Happen with Joan Hunter. I love Joan. Joan was just here on the Jim Baker Show, by the way. What an amazing person. But my special guest is currently hosting her own program called Glory Road. She's a pastor. Listen, she has written a brand new book called Angels of Fire. Wait till we talk about this book. I want you and I to welcome my special guest. She's an author, life coach, television host, board certified counselor, prophetic revivalist, pastor, and teacher, Candace, I never heard this last name before, Smithing Man. Welcome to my program. 
<laughs> Thank you, Mondo. Oh my goodness. I'm so blessed to be here with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, before we get started, tell me about your last name. Where did that come from? Yeah, it's my husband's last name. Smithy Mans are blacksmiths. They and really most people who have the last name Smith why man was knocked off of it. So, <laughs> and we know why, right, Mondo? Because it's really hard to pronounce. But my husband's family decided to keep the full smithy mans, just like a blacksmith. That is excellent. Listen, I've heard so much about you. You have a great, great repertoire of people that speak highly of you. And I said, I got to have her on my show because of your book, Angels of Fire. I want to tell you something. So many people have had experiences with angels, and we may not understand what those encounters have been like or even understand some of the complexity, can I say that, of the dreams and the visions that talk about heaven. But you had an encounter with heaven. Can you talk about that before we get going with your book? Yes, I've had many encounters with heaven. I mean, heaven is burned in my brain, Mondo. At any point, I can go to the heavenly places. And so I am very, very familiar with heaven. My first book, Releasing Heaven, Creating Supernatural Environments Through Heavenly Encounters, uh, shares my variety of experiences that I've had uh, being caught up in the spirit in heaven. And But I'll, I'll share with you just one in particular one, and that was the very, very first time that I was caught up in the spirit. My, uh, my husband was gone for about three days, and he had been asking me to pastor a church with him. And I was an evangelist. I had my own television show, radio ministry, and I really didn't feel like pastoring was where God wanted me to be. Well, when he was gone, I went into worship with the Lord one day. And I literally had an experience where my spirit came out of my body, much like we read where the Apostle Paul was talking about somebody who got caught up in the spirit, and we believe it's him that was speaking. And so a similar experience happened to me, and I actually went to this place. There was lots and lots of color, but and I saw the side of Jesus' face, not, not his totally his face, just a little bit of the side. But that's not even the real important part. The important part is that I did not at all have consciousness of myself. And you know, from the fall of man, we are always conscious of ourselves. We're always conscious of what we're doing, saying, wearing. Everything around us is self-consciousness. Well, in this moment, I only had consciousness of Jesus. And so that connection was so intense that I could only uh, know him in that moment. And so it was very, very powerful. And I said to him, I don't want to go back. And he says, you have to go back because there's things I want you to tell people. And I mean, here I was, you know, married. I had three children. I love my husband. I love my kids. But I did, I did not want to return. I wanted to stay with them. And he says, you have to go back. So I came back into my body. And uh, it was just, I was about, gone for about 45 minutes or so. And my children, I started to hear them come home from school. So I, you know, I got up and I went to go meet them. And my oldest daughter, she takes one look at me and she's like, mom, what happened to you? She's like, you look different. And, and I said, you know, I don't want to talk about it. She said, something happened with Jesus. And I said, listen, I, I'm just going to fix you your meal and I'm going to take you all to youth group tonight. And that's what we're going to do. I don't want to talk. 
So we go to the church. I was just going to sit in the back. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I mean, I actually wanted to hide because I wasn't even sure what happened to me. I couldn't articulate. But my daughter went to tell the pastor of the church. She said, my mother's had some kind of encounter with God. Will you go talk to her about it? So sure enough, the pastor makes a beeline for me, wanting to know what happened while my kids were school. And I said, you know, I can't talk about it. I did have an encounter with the Lord. And I had been praying and fasting, you know, during these three days as well. And so I was just in that space and place with God where I, I didn't want to say anything. He says, you know what? I think you need to come up in front of the church and share. And I was like, what? So anyhow, he calls <laughs> me up after worship to come up. I barely got, I got to the podium. I didn't even know what I was going to say, Mondo. I was so, I had not gotten to a place of being able to articulate my experience or even would anyone understand it. Well, I just went to go share just briefly and a few words came out of my mouth, and all of a sudden, the people in the church, they were they started to cry. They were falling on the floor. They were weeping before the Lord. And I was like, wow, something has really happened. It was wow. the glory of the Lord. And that just kind of began my journey with the Lord, um, with these supernatural encounters. I will say this. My husband came home after three days. And also during that time, after that uh, encounter with, with the Lord and speaking at the church, the next day, the Lord spoke to me and he said, will you feed my sheep? Three times he said it. And I was like, oh, no, oh he's trying to ask me to pastor. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And I was like, Lord, this isn't fair because you took me to heaven. And how can I say no? <laughs> no I can't say no. <laughs> so my husband comes home and says, what happened to you? You look different. I said, listen, I'm going to pastor with you. And that started our journey. Wow. Of you know what's so interesting to me that in our culture right now, people are so interested in that experience that you just gave an elaborate description of. And there's a drug called DMT that people are taking to have this religious experiences that they say is transforming their lives. And here you are, you're having the transformation experience with heaven, with God, with angels, without drugs. Can I ask you this? Why do we crave, as human beings, why do we crave that religious experience to have an encounter with the supernatural? Well, you know, I think it's more than just having an encounter with the supernatural. People see the supernatural as a pathway to be intimate with God because they want to know that they have value and that God loves them. And they haven't been able to attribute that in the word or in uh, church services or in other types of earthly environments that even bring in uh, the presence of the Lord. They haven't been able to assimilate that. So they want something individual for themselves. They want some type of supernatural encounter so they can say that they have met with the risen King. But Mondo, it's not about your supernatural experiences. It's about the word of God and activating your faith by hearing the word of God and allowing the word of God to massage your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, and then you're transformed into the likeness of Christ, and you need less experience because now you're attributing a lifestyle of knowing the Lord Jesus, which is what we all want to know. You know, so many people are doubting heaven. They, they don't believe that heaven is real. They don't believe 
for for one second that it even exists. Let's talk about heaven before I get into your book, because I find it very intriguing that heaven has always become a conversation piece when it comes to describing a God experience. Why do, let me ask you, is heaven real? Yes, it's real. It is so real. As a matter of fact, Right now, even our communication here was recorded in heaven before it even took place here. Wait, do you wait, know, wait, Mondo? wait, 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 yes. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you what, say that again. Yes, this moment that you and I are having has already been recorded in heaven. We're just playing it out in the earth. Because we know that every day was ordained before anyone came to be. We know that there are good works prepared beforehand for those of us to walk in them. Mondo, you have a television studio in heaven. I, listen, and people are gathered around that. <laughs> what we do in the earth is, is assignments that we have already been given from heaven first. That chair you're sitting on, that beautiful orange uh, yes. sofa you were <laughs> That thing was already created in heaven before it was brought to your studio. Wait a we minute. Wait a minute. You're right. Wait a minute. You're rocking my world right now. You're you're saying so much and so little time. You're 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 almost leaving me speechless for a moment. Okay, I, I'm gonna be the I'm the student. You're you're the teacher. I, I'm I always tell people I'm the student of the word. I like to study and I'm learning with you right now. Help me understand this. Everything that we have done so far has already taken place in heaven. Yes. How? (laughs) How? Because it's the concept of eternal first, and then you have earth realm second. So it's understanding the difference between the soulish realms and the spiritual realms. So all things occur prior to them actually taking place in the earth realms. Actually, Mondo, this is a commercial for my next book, Heavenly Portals, which talks all about how the eternal realms impact our past, present, and our future. Understanding that concept. Okay, I got to ask you this question. How about the bad stuff? How about the stuff that we don't plan for? How about the stuff that... When marriages don't work, when businesses fail, when kids or own kids turn into drugs and they rebel against society and, and the culture, even are those stuff even planned in heaven? I mean, I, I want to understand both because if God uses good moments like this moment that we're having right now that has been already designed in heaven, how about the bad stuff? The bad stuff's already been incorporated. Now, That wasn't created in heaven. That was choices that we made in the earth realms. But because of the goodness of heaven and because of what Jesus has done for us through his death, burial, and resurrection and ascension, and the word says that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places, all of those moments that you listed, which we might consider to be bad, have already been redeemed. So heaven doesn't see them the same way that we see them. We see them as all these tragic moments and all this difficulty, but heaven sees it as a completion. It's finished. It's finalized. It's in a realm of eternal rest. 
we're just walking it out, even those difficult times, because he causes all things for the good. Now, we make choices in the earth realm, and those choices have even been written in to heaven. And even if the outcome is not looking good, still they've been redeemed. They are redeemed moments, because what Christ has done has put us in complete alignment with eternal rest, a Sabbath rest that's spoken of it in Hebrews chapter 4. It's a final place and position. Do you know, Mondo, you can live in that eternal rest today, every single moment, and all tragedy that surrounds you will never be perceived the same way at wow. all. Wow. Wow. Listen, you're listening to my special guest, pastor, teacher, author, Candace Smithman. That's a last name I've never pronounced in my life, but I hope I'm doing a good job pronouncing it. She has written an amazing book called Angels of Fire. You talk about in your book about having guardian angels being assigned to us from conception. I believe in guardian angels. Can you talk about why was it important for you to write about guardian angels that have been assigned to us from conception? Because it shows that God's love and the fact that he ordained every conception to take place. Now, Mondo, you and I know that every conception doesn't come to fulfillment in the earth realms, but it does come to completion in the heavenly realms. So he has assigned an angel at conception to carry that child all the way through process. Even if there's miscarriage, that soul still goes to heaven. That spirit and soul still goes to heaven. If it's abortion, that spirit and soul still go to heaven. If it is a uh, stillbirth, or a child that was born and dies, or a child that lives for so many years and passes on. This the same thing goes for adults who die. All of that has been written and a, and a guardian angel has been watching over that whole process. We are so important to God that he has assigned angels to us from that moment of conception. It's not birth, it's conception. We know that because the angel uh, spoke to Mary when, when Jesus was in her belly at that point. Same thing with Elizabeth. The angel came during those times. There's other uh, scriptures that I have in the book. The book is very, very uh, theologically based. I have tremendous scripture to back up everything that I'm, I'm sharing about um, guardian angels, all, all different types of angels of fire. And by the way, your guardian angel is an angel of fire. All angels have an element of fire attached to them because our Lord and Savior sits on a throne that is purification, fire. His feet are on fire. His eyes are on fire. Everything about him glows with the fire and essence of purity and holiness and righteousness. And so our angels which we have many different ones that do different things, but our guardian angels still have an element of fire associated with them. I wrote those chapters, and there's two chapters in the book about guardian angels from conception, because I want uh, people to understand how much they're loved and how much God has their babies from day one forward, from conception, even if you did not want that child, Yes. Even if there was a relationship where it would, where it, everything to you it appeared evil, the fact of the matter is the Lord still assigned an angel to that child because that child has a destiny, a plan, and purpose. Now they may not play it out in the earth realms, but they will play it out in the heavenly realms. Listen, how do we obtain? My time is running out, and I want to get to so much. You're going to have to come back, by the way because there's so much to talk about in your book. Let's talk about this. 
how do we obtain an experience or an angelic experience such as what you encounter when you started the program talking about that? How, how do the normal person, meaning the, the person that has been praying a lot, the person that has been asking God, person that has been fasting, a person that attends church and they never encounter this type of experiences, what do we need to do in order to obtain such experience? Well, it's a really good question. We can break it down to two things really quick. See, when you know and understand the word of God, your faith is built. And the Lord speaks specifically, and he tells us in his word that angels are assigned to those who inherit salvation. That's you and me. Okay, so we have angel assignments. It also says that the, that the, that the, uh, the angels are ministers who are flames of fire. That means fire angels. It also says in Psalm 103, 20, and I'm going to read this just to increase people's faith. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. So we know that angels are present and they are ready to hear the voice of God, which comes through the word of God. And so when we know specific scriptures, which I've listed all throughout this book, and people can meditate on them, then you're able to build your faith. See, Mondo, you don't have to see the eight-foot angel in the warrior garb standing in front of you in the spiritual realm or in the natural realm in order to believe. See, faith comes by hearing. We believe because we believe in the word of God. And when you stand on the word of God, the Lord will help you uh, a manifestation of heaven and the realities of his word will come to play out in your life. And so this is for everybody. You don't have to have some supernatural encounter. You have to just start believing the word of God and the word of God will then become active and you will then begin to start participating with your angels. And so also the second thing is heavenly habitation. You have to understand that angels, they're around the throne of God. Their home is, is with the Lord. It's not here with us, okay? They visit us and they accomplish the tasks that God has assigned to them here in the earth. And we are one of those assignments. However, the Lord wants us to create environments where those angels will come and habitate in the earth realms. And we can participate with them to make changes in our lives. So when there's difficulty in homes and things like that, people need to pull themselves aside and they need to create environments, create a sanctuary in your home, set aside a little space and place where you can get quiet with the Lord and it is a place where you can can uh, be with him and the angels will then come to be with you because they're coming to be with him and you. And so I teach that in the book too, how to create heavenly habitations. And then you'll begin to start to experience more angelic activity. Wow. Listen to everyone watching right now. I believe that God has sent angels into your life to prevent you from committing suicide, angels to prevent you from walking away from your family, angels to help you in a time of need, in a time when you're hurting and you're in pain and you may not understand. Listen, there's a lot of lonely people out there. I believe that God can send an angel into your life right now so you don't have to feel alone anymore. I believe that God can send an angel to be able to help you prosper in your business, angels that can help you, give you wisdom to navigate through decisions that you're making right now for your church, for your community in a time where the pandemic is causing so much confusion, is causing so much anger in our 
in our country, in our culture, in our, in our communities. I believe that God is about to release angels in your life. How do I know that? I'm going to ask my special guest to pray that God can release the angels in your life. I don't know what type of angel you need in your life. I know there was angels in my life. I was a kid from East L.A., California, that the world said, lock them up, throw the key away. The gangs that I was involved in, the, the situations that I was involved in, the, the crimes and all the craziness that almost took my life. But God. I believe that God released an angel to come and fight for me, to save me from spending the rest of my life in prison, let alone being six feet on the ground. Pastor, my time is running out. I believe that you have an authority, you have an anointing, you have an, a, 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 that assignment to release angels right now to be able to help those in need can you just pray for God to release the angels, not only in our nation, in the world, but in the homes where people are struggling right now? Yes, yes, I can. And it's not because of me praying. You can pray as well, and the angels will come, and they will be dispatched to come and work alongside you for kingdom purpose. So, Father, I praise you, and I thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to quicken the spiritual eyes, hearing, smell, taste, and touch, Lord, of those that are listening right now. Father, I thank you that you know every heart concern, Father. You know everything that each person is going through, Father, in their souls, in their environments, Lord Jesus, in their neighborhoods in the world right now in our culture father and I just ask in the mighty name of Jesus that you would dispatch the angels that are necessary father to bring peace and joy and righteousness and love and hope and faith everything that's needed father to build up the citizens and the kingdom of heaven which are us Lord so that we can go forth and do the assignment for which you've called each and every one of us father I ask right now for healing angels the blue fire angels the that bring that uh, pull out impurities, the orange fire angels that bring calcium, the yellow ones that bring sodium, the red ones that bring lithium and strontium for mental disorders, Lord Jesus. And Father, I ask you, Lord, to dispatch those angels to bring healing to each and every person today. And we love you, Lord, and we thank you. You are the great, mighty healer, Jehovah Jireh, and you have sent angels to be you in the moment, Lord Jesus, for us, carrying your authority, carrying who you are, Lord Jesus, to each and every person. So we thank you, Father, for dispatching those angels right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Wow. Amen. Receive that word for you. I got to go. I want to thank my special guest today, pastor, author, teacher. Listen, this lady right here understands the very meaning of understanding the power that we have and the authority to call on to the angels to be released for your home. I believe you're about to experience a personal revival. It's time that you have an experience, an encounter in your home. You don't have to wait for a conference. You don't have to wait for a church service. It can happen in your living room right now. It's happening in the bathroom right now. It's happening in, in your office right now. Wherever you're watching right now, let that prayer that Pastor Candace just prayed be released over your life, over your finances, over your family, over your community, over your church. It's time for you to experience the greatest revival that you have ever experienced in your personal life. God had designed this moment just for you. Listen, God loves you. 
God loves you. There's someone out there that is watching that needs to hear that God loves you. And he has sent angels to protect you and watch out for you. Listen, get the book, Angels of Fire. You're going to have an immense of information to be able to understand the visions and the dreams that you're getting in the middle of the night. Stay encouraged. Know that God is with you and the angels have been released over your life. I got to go. Listen, keep the faith. God is on your side. I love you. Bye-bye.